the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're so glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministry is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer for you today is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God designed you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. In Ephesians, they use they use a metaphor of the armor. So you have these pictures of, of swords and shields and all this other kind of stuff. But you know that the enemy is already defeated? We're talking about Jesus, the God, the Son of God, who's already put the enemy in, in his place. So you want to know how Jesus drives the enemy back? Just get a picture of this. It's like Jared there being faced with a guy that comes at him that's a man that's so much bigger and so much larger than he is. Jared already knows he's defeated. But where's his protection? His dad steps in front of him and says, You will not treat my son this way. You will not lay a hand on my son. This is my son. What protects Jared is the relationship. What protects Jared is his father's love. Here we look at these, these metaphors and they're applicable and we're going to talk about each one. But understand that you're protected because of your union. If you're a Christian, you're protected because of your relationship with Christ. It is the life of Christ being expressed through us that protects us from the enemy and diminishes the enemy's attempt. And you know, the enemy's attempt, his whole emphasis is to diminish the reality of relationship with God. To take something away from it. You know, when, when Jesus was tempted in Matthew chapter 4, the devil's plan was to try to get Jesus to act independently of his Father. That was what it was all about. If he could get Jesus to see himself as being separate from the Father in any way, if he could get Jesus to see himself as being apart from the Father in any way, to act independently in any way, he would have won the battle. Because it wasn't whether or not Jesus could do the things that the enemy tempted him to do. It was whether or not Jesus was going to see himself as a resource, as a provider for his own life. Whether he was going to see himself independently of God. For Jesus to accept the idea of individuality or separation in any way would mean certain defeat. And that's the truth of the Christian life. 
If we see the Christian life as Christians as something that we hold together, as something that we support by our strength, as something that we live out of our own, our own resources, if we see it that way, if we even see our individual lives as being our lives alone with the help of God, we see separation. There's an individuality. There's me and there's God. And I live down here and I hope He shows up for the bad stuff. And what kind of union is there? There's none. The truth of your life, Christian, is that the enemy's big plan for you is in some way, in any way, in any way possible to get you to believe that your life is somehow separated from him. That your living, that your, your goals, that your desires are somehow separate from His. That you are somehow completely apart from Him. Because if He can get you to believe that, then you live life apart rather than in union. And that's the goal. You see, Jesus, Jesus didn't accept the idea of separation in any way. The enemy didn't have to make God the Father out to be the enemy. He couldn't convince Jesus of that. If he could just get Jesus to act as if life was his own to do with what he wanted to. If he could even get Jesus to do something that Jesus might believe was the will of God apart from God, he would win the battle. He tried to convince Jesus that the need creates the call rather than God and to be his own source of supply by creating his own bread. In Matthew chapter 4, verses 2 and 3, I'll read that to you. Matthew says, And he, that being Jesus, went without food for 40 days and 40 nights, and later he was hungry. Let's stop there. Why in the world would he go without food for 40 days and 40 nights? Because Father told him to. His desire... And his love for the Father was greater than his need for food. And he knew that through obedience to the Father, his relationship with the Father would deepen. Yes. It says that Jesus grew through the things that he experienced in this earth. And the truth is that he grew in what a relationship between a man, not the Son of God, a man and God was to be. He grew in that intimacy. He went without food for 40 days and 40 nights, and later he was hungry. I would have been hungry earlier. And the tempter came to him and said to him, If you are God's son, command these stones to be made loaves of bread. Well, now that's perfectly logical. And after all, I'm sure God didn't want him to starve to death, did he? So why not? He had the power to do it. And there's no commandment that if you had the power to turn stones to bread that you shouldn't use it. Why not? Jesus refused. Jesus stood firmly in the truth and refused to act independently of the Father, even to supply what might have been considered essential. He spoke truth back to the enemy. He says in reply in verse 4, he says, But he replied, It has been written, Man shall not live and be upheld and sustained by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. God is my provision. In other words, listen, Satan, 
My Father defines my need and my Father provides my need. You don't. You don't tell me what I need. I don't even tell myself what I need. My Father defines my need because only He can do it. He knows me better than I know myself. And my Father provides for my need. Every response given back by Jesus was given in connection to His relationship with the Father. Did you see that? Every response Jesus gave was given in context of His relationship with the Father and His Father's will. Jesus faced the enemy as a man and He would not act as God to protect Himself. But as a man, He demonstrated that His protection was in His relationship with the Father. He demonstrated that His protection was not in His own might or strength or position as the Son of God, but that His protection was in His relationship with the Father. It's important that you understand that, because what Jesus is demonstrating, why He came to this earth as a man, was to show us what God desires to have with us by way of relationship. He lived a life, an exemplary life, and that's wonderful. But what you need to be seeing is not how to heal the blind, not how to raise the dead, not how to walk on the water. What you need to see is the intimate, unbroken, inseparable relationship that Jesus held on to when He walked with the Father those thirty some odd years He walked upon the earth. He never once wanted to break that relationship. The goal of Jesus Christ was the will of the Father. The reward of Jesus Christ was the Father's love and the bread that He ate the thing that nurtured Him to the degree that He would call it nurture was His relationship with the Father the enemy knew that the enemy wanted to separate Him from that but He wouldn't have it Jesus basically said if I have a life at all it's my Father's life it's not my own The enemy was not defeated by Jesus' knowledge of Scripture, even though I've heard that preached. The enemy was defeated by Jesus' refusal to step out of the context of his relationship with the Father. And aren't you glad? Because really, how much Scripture do you know? How much you got memorized? Now, there's nothing wrong with memorization. But are you ready for the enemy? I guarantee he knows more Scripture than you do. What protects you is not your knowledge of Scripture. What protects you is the fact that you are in a love relationship with the God who created you. The omnipotent Father, He protects you. The armor of the Lord is our protection as we stand in the truth of our union with His life. Romans 5.10 says this, For if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son... Through the death of His Son, He's put away everything, every offense, everything that we could have possibly done to offend God. Through the death of His Son, He's put that away. It is now much more certain if He would have embraced us at that point. It is now much more certain, now that we are reconciled, now that He has put away every failure, every sin that we've ever committed or ever will commit, that we shall, get that, future tense, We shall be saved daily, delivered from sin's dominion through His resurrection life. Daily delivered. Little Paul there doesn't need mommy and daddy just for now, does he? 
How about in the next ten minutes? You think little Paul there is going to need mommy and daddy? How about in the next year? You think he's going to need mommy and daddy? I'm going to tell you a little secret. It's not that much of a secret, but I'm over 50 years old. And God is still nurturing me through my mom and dad. The truth of the matter is that our need is daily. Our need is moment by moment. We don't know that. We don't recognize that any more than that baby does. But it's the truth. And God sees it. God sees our need better than we can see it ourselves. You think He sees His need? He doesn't see His need. It takes a mom and a dad to point that out. I'm glad y'all brought in this great illustration. What do we need daily deliverance from? From sins dominating our life. How does sin dominate our lives? How does it become gain dominion in our living? By making us believe that somehow we are separated or independent from God. That's the only way it can dominate in our lives. By making us believe that somehow God has set us aside. In this condition, we don't see God meeting our needs because we're not connected. We can't see the fact that God is even now holding us just like He doesn't see it. And we allow the world and the enemy to define our needs for us. The truth is that we're being saved daily by His life. And what are we being saved from? Well, we just talked about sin's dominion. But how does sin gain a foothold in us? Through independence. Through separation. Here's the thing. I use my wife. I'm in love with her. And when I need to experience that love with her, what do I need? I need to be next to her. I need to be near her, don't I? To really experience it, I need to have her in the room. I need to walk in the union that we have with one another. But if the enemy is going to come along and he's going to tempt me to act as though I am not married, how much success is he going to have when I'm with her? How much? Not much. Not much at all. You know what? The truth is that sin only gains ground that we give it. Sin only gains the ground that we let go of. And the way we walk in intimacy with God is by recognizing, by continually recognizing the truth that we have joined our lives together and that we experience life together and that everything in life has the purpose of me walking through it with my love. But you know what? That's just an imitation. It's really an analogy. It's really just a a vague picture of the truth of God's love. The truth of His desire for us to experience. So as we're being daily delivered, as we're being daily saved, what He is saying is that daily I'm expressing the truth of our relationship to you. Daily I am demonstrating how much I love you. But you become blind through independence. And all you can see is this temporal world and what it's doing to you personally. You can't see the fact that your very life is held together by the word of my power. You can't see the fact 
that it is I that's holding you in place. You can't see all that I have protected you from. You can't see the love that I put around you. You won't know until the day you die and you will get up into heaven. You will not know every time I reached out and held you. Every time I touched you. Every time I dried a tear in your eye. You won't know that that friendly old lady at the grocery store was me restoring your confidence. You won't know that that guy that picked up your paper for you was me loving on you. You won't know that that doctor that came in and visited with you was me showing my compassion and my care for you. You won't know any of those things. You won't know the expression of my love through a little newborn baby. You won't know those things if you're blinded by independence. But in union with me, you can grab that child up and press him to your breast and say, you know what? My God loves me. My God loves me. And you know when you lose a loved one, you can take your friend or your other loved one and wrap your arms around them and say, my God loves me. And you know when life gives you pain and when you're suffering and the people walk into your life and they say, we love you, you can say, my God loves me. You're being saved daily, moment by moment. Your God loves you. We are being saved through our union with Christ. Now let's look at Ephesians 6:15. Having shod your feet in preparation to face the enemy with the firm-footed stability, the promptness, the readiness produced by the good news, the gospel of peace. Paul says that we are to appropriate, which means we are to accept and embrace the truth of our standing. We are to recognize that we're immovably fixed in truth. The Greek word there for preparation is actually the word used for foundation. So it The foundation that we stand on is the truth of our God. It is Christ Himself. On Christ the solid rock I stand. And we are not going to sink because we are firmly planted in truth. We stand in the righteousness of God. We stand in the unbreakable union that is held together by God. And our relationship with God is our armor. We must stand in the truth of that. If we can stand in the truth of that by faith, declaring it so, where we can say, it doesn't matter what life brings to me, it doesn't matter the disappointments, it doesn't matter the loss, it doesn't matter the rejection, whatever comes my way, I am firmly fixed, I am rooted in an immovable relationship with my God. That's who I am. The enemy can't take that from me. Paul says, having your feet shod in preparation in the foundation of who you are. You know, we can't stand in our own works. We can't stand in our own righteousness. The enemy's more familiar with your failure than you are. He'll just bring it out. What we stand in is in the righteousness of Christ. We stand in complete dependence upon Him. We have no fear of losing our standing if we're standing in Him. Look at Ephesians 6.16. It says, lift up over all the covering shield of saving faith upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one. Now I want you to notice again that Paul begins with a command. This is not a suggestion. He's saying, do it. Lift it up. And this is an act of will to stand in faith in the face of the enemy. 
Notice this in the verse also, that it is not what you do that quenches the missiles of the enemy. It's what you believe. That's what faith is about. It's not what you do that protects you from the enemy. It's what you believe. What do you believe about your relationship with the Lord? What do you believe about His love for you? 1 Peter 1.5 says, Who are being guarded, garrisoned by God's power through your faith till you fully inherit the salvation that is ready to be revealed for you in the last time. It's God's power holding you together whether you believe it or not. But standing in faith is recognizing the power of God and being affirmed in that relationship. Don't you see, guys, we talk about this all the time. And I, I, I say that it's just about Jesus. And the reality of, of it is that it's just about the relationship that we have with Him and standing in the truth of that relationship. None of this is going to mean anything to you if you push it off as being a practice or being a religion or only being on Sunday or Saturday or whenever you work or being uh, something that you pull out in times of trouble and difficulty, that when you know that you're in a love relationship with Him, that by the way, He says nothing, absolutely nothing can separate. Not sword, not peril, not famine, not fire, not pestilence. Nothing can separate you from His love. He is determined to love you. He has put Himself in union with you. And He will not separate Himself. He doesn't care what you do. But the bottom line of it is that He is loving you for the purpose of growing you in that love relationship. So here's the truth of it. I rob myself when I believe that I'm independent. I rob myself when I act in sin, when I go forward and do things. And and everybody here knows sin doesn't suit you. You all know it. I've said this a million times. Do you really have to punish an alcoholic for being an alcoholic? Do you? Do you really have to punish the bitter for being bitter? Sin doesn't suit you. It doesn't work for you. It eats you alive. Why? Because you weren't made for sin. You were made for God. And as we walk in the truth of our relationship with God, as we by faith affirm that truth by saying, you know what, I got up this morning with Jesus. And I walked out the door with Jesus. And I know that I don't face anything alone. I do not face any rejection alone. I do not face any separation. I do not face any of those things alone. Whatever life may bring to me, I am going through it with Jesus. And we're sharing it together. And you know what? They that wait upon the Lord, He will wrap His strength around my weakness. And everything that I face, and every situation that I come into, He's doing this. This is my son. This is my son. This is my loved one. They that wait upon the Lord are renewed in His strength. His desires that we grow in truth, that we grow in intimacy by recognizing the truth by faith. Here again we see that we must appropriate it. You know, the whole idea of the shield, it comes from the days of Paul where military strategy basically was when the enemy was approaching, they would literally fire or rain down all of these darts or arrows that had been dipped in pitch so that they were on fire. And and the enemy, they knew the enemy would do this. The enemy would immediately step back and raise a shield. 
to cover, as the scripture says, cover all of themselves so that when the arrows, the flaming darts would hit, they would hit the shield. But here's the other truth. Those shields back in those days, regardless of what you may have seen as Charlton Heston portrayed the gladiator, most of those shields were made of wood. And the majority of them were double-layered wood with a piece of canvas over the front of them, typically painted with something, okay? But before they went into battle, you know what they did? They soaked them in water. Why? Because here's the truth of it. The enemy wasn't really interested in taking out the person as much as he was interested in taking out the covering, because once the covering is gone, the army's exposed. So the shields had to quench the fiery darts, not just catch them. And here's the truth of it. The battle that we're in is typically a battle of the mind. And the enemy is firing darts all day long. And he uses every medium possible. But what is, his, what is his design? What is his desire? His design and desire in every one of these mediums is to create in you a life apart from Christ. He is trying to define life by anything other than Jesus. Life is being beautiful. Life is being physically strong. Life is being married. Life is having a beautiful girl. Life is having a handsome husband. Life is driving the newest car. Life is being wealthy. Life is having all of these things, being popular, being powerful, being materially minded. Life is in all of these things. And they're being fired at us from overhead. And Paul says, raise the shield. You notice he doesn't say, when the arrows come. What he's saying is, it's static. We need the covering 24-7. Thank you for joining us today for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation. Rest in His life, moment by moment, and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. To get to know us better, visit us on the web at hislifefellowship.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If this message has blessed you, you can help support this program with your gift to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 781-529, San Antonio, Texas, 78278. And now, before we go, our prayer for you this coming week is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you and that you would remember that wherever you go, whatever you do, the hope of glory is Christ in you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.